Welcome back to the Breslin Breakdown Podcast, the only podcast that gives you guys exclusive access to Michigan State women's basketball. I am Nathan Stearns, and the host here once again, joined alongside by Charlotte Steinberg and Bobby Zephyro. Guys, on Thursday, we went to Notre Dame, and what we saw was an absolute treat. Michigan State finally conquers their demons, goes to the Joy Center, and wins by a final score of 72-69. to Nia Cloudin with 28 points. Mm-hmm. This girl can flat out ball. Absolutely flat out ball. <laughs> like I said during the broadcast, she was in fuego, man. I mean, she comes out and goes four for four from three. I mean, can't ask for much better start than that, you know? Having a 17 to four lead against Notre Dame is huge coming into the first quarter. And especially getting that early lead, Michigan State capitalized on it throughout the entire game. They did, but. This team goes through stretches where their offense makes you want to bash your head into a door. It, yeah. it, it, it was painful. I mean, we, as Charlotte said, got out to an early, what was it, 17-3, to 17-4? 17-4. Something like that. Yeah. And then we couldn't score the rest of the rest of the first half or the rest of the first quarter. We end the first quarter uh, ahead 17-11. to 11. But if, isn't for, if it isn't for Cloudon, they don't win that game, and it's not even That's close. Correct. That is 100% <laughs> correct. I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. She scores 28 out of your 72 total points. Taryn McCutcheon was good, especially on the defensive end. But a lot of foul trouble, just a lot of really ticky tack fouls, and yeah. I don't know oh. if I don't know if that was ACC officiating or whatever, but that was horrible. When uh, Bobby and I were broadcasting, we were talking about it, how every single down time going down on the floor, we would see fouls on fouls, and that's how Tyre Parks got into foul trouble, and she didn't get that many minutes. She got like three minutes, right? No, and, the, the but that's crazy. Game. That's it's, literally yeah, crazy. I hate using the refs as an excuse, like ever, but the officiating there, it was it was off. Like every yeah, like Charlotte said, every time a Notre Dame girl would get touched almost like there was one foul they called on Tyre Parks it was in the second half I remember because I made a huge deal out of it on the broadcast I was like she boxed out a Notre Dame girl jumped and then so she got undercut and it was a foul on Tyre Parks for and boxing out and the girl out. fell was, to the floor by oh, herself I, I was living how, like, I was weird? like especially what? it was a close game at that point so I was like I don't understand how that's foul well, I was but, confused the about the final that. stat line from that okay we got whistled for 27 personal fouls they got oh, that's whistled it? for 18 but I think the important thing lies in the fact that Notre Dame committed like five, six fouls the last three minutes because they were trying, trying to, stay to get in the game. exactly they were trying to get us to shoot free throws. It was just a really interesting officiated game. And the bottom line is, as with everything in life, there's a gray area. And what's called, what shouldn't be called, a lot of times it can go either way. Nobody wants to see this game won at the free throw line. Nobody wanted to see right. this game turn into a free throw contest between the number 15th and number 16th ranked team in the land. Nobody did. Nobody did. Right. And it almost came back and bit us in the butt. Well, especially, you never want to see a game really decided by the officials. You don't want the officials to take control of a game. Like, you see it in football. You see it in basketball. Sometimes in baseball, like with umpires, when they just try to insert themselves into the game and... That's never good. It's never a good thing when that happens. It. I mean, I'm not going to go as far to say that if, if it was something that I believed warranted calling a foul, of course, call the foul. Right. But I didn't see much of nothing. It was a lot of just, you know, hard contact in the post. It wasn't elbows. It wasn't hand checks. It wasn't anything along that line. It was just the same down low, high post calls that they had that Notre Dame had gotten all game, and after a while, it just got to the point of, are we going to have to beat the officiating and the refs? And especially since all these players were getting fouls, Coco Gaines with four, Tyre Parks, as we talked about, with four. Susie Merchant had to go down by her, go down on her bench and get Julia Arol and get Eliza Winston played a little bit. So that's something we could see in the future if Michigan State still gets into foul trouble down the stretch, especially with teams that are ranked. Right, and Parks, <laughs> that four fouls came in three minutes. I don't know if I don't know if I could go on the court and commit four fouls in three minutes. Like that's I don't know. I, I, I when I played when I was part of the Celine rec league i remember getting called oh, yeah. for three moving screens in the first 90 seconds i was so bad they, they just didn't know how to explain how you set such a hard screen that's probably exactly why. exactly they and couldn't see, get is, around you this is the great thing about sports <laughs> reporting is if you don't have a degree of athletic ability in your body like i don't you get to sit here and you get to criticize <laughs> other people 
whose athletic ability is 10,000-fold what you are. I scored, like, six points in three years. I, I was so bad. I was so bad. Part of that was the fact that I was playing the five half the time, and I'm 5'6". I'm Sturdy Stearns, baby. I, I'm, I'm a legally registered midget. <laughs> but did Michigan State shoot particularly well this game? No. No. Mm-mm. They There were times when their offense was utterly anemic. Utterly anemic. And looking at the... Official box score right here. I think they they shot 40% from the floor, which isn't particularly good. 34% from three, decent, not great. But at the end of the day, I don't really have anything negative to say about this game. I don't know how you can. Mm -hmm. Every challenge, everything that this team had thrown at them, they fought through. And everything that the Joy Center crowd tried to throw at them, or the officiating, or the crazy shots, Brunel hit Mm -hmm. one shot, is the shot clock was running down. Step back, to get hand in the face. One. I'm like, is, is, I'm like, oh, these are the shots going down for Notre that Dame. That three well, at the end of the game was crazy. Yeah. I didn't like when she just jumped with one second on the shot clock and made that. I thought, wow, that one shot in, it from I, the parking lot. Yeah. I really thought that was back, like, wow, that's know. a turning point. Maybe Notre mm-hmm. Dame pulls out the win at Started home. Started sweating a little bit right there. I was yeah, like, definitely. Oh man, I'm like, we got a good one. Well, the, they never led this entire game, but they got mm-hmm. within one quite a few times. It was always yeah. Michigan State would get within. They were up 63 to 55, and then Notre Dame makes it 63 to 62. But this team had ice water in its veins through the entirety of this contest. That's what you need. And they, they slayed the dragon. That is Notre Dame basketball. Other than UConn, there's really not been a program that's been more consistent over the last decade, two decades of Notre Dame. And you beat Muffet McGraw, who's had Merchant's number, who's had this program's number. She has over 900 wins, several championships, several Final Four berths for a reason. She doesn't lose. She is a winner. And that is evidenced by the fact that Michigan State had lost the previous seven games to Notre Dame, including <laughs> that disappointing round of 32 game. I mean, we we all knew going into that game, MSU didn't have a chance, Schmacked. though. They, <laughs> they beat Central by the skin of their teeth. You know, it's like, okay, we're, we're struggling against Central. We're going to go to Notre Dame and just get run out of the floor. And that's what happened. That's and those happened. players are so talented from Notre Dame last year, all five being WNBA draft picks, with one of them being the number one. I didn't really see Michigan State being favored in that matchup last year in the in March. I didn't think so at all. No, no. I mean, and this is a young Notre Dame team. This is a Notre Dame team in Charlotte Savannah to replace five WNBA starters. But they still won. I mean, you win. And th- these are the kind of games that this team doesn't win in the past. Mm-hmm. And it you have to win in so many different ways. There are going to be some games they're going to have to win, or they're going to have to score a hundred like they did against UAD Mercy. And there are going to be other games where they're going to have to win it at the line like they did against Notre Dame. And it was just a really gritty, gutsy overall victory. And I, I can't mm-hmm. say anything negative. I don't know if you if you guys can, but no, the offense wasn't pretty. Was were there some of the fouls a little ticky tack? Yes, but were some of the fouls legitimate? Yes. But by the same token, they fought through that. Every single thing that went wrong for this team, it's easy after a team makes one or two runs to get within one, the crowd's on their side, and the Joyce Center sounded like it was about to explode after Brunel's three. But they didn't waver. They proved that game who was the better team, who was the more experienced team. Michigan State, not Notre Dame. Michigan State, not Notre Dame, looked like the team that has been Mm -hmm. there before, that's been in those high-pressure situations. And I went on the air and said, I think that's going to be the difference. I think the experience, I think the know-how of this team, because McCutcheon, been in this situation before. Cloudon started all of last year, so she gained a lot of experience. Marjorie Cook, Coco Gaines, who didn't start last year, but we're getting 20, 25 minutes of action. Mm -hmm. They've been through the ringer. These Irish have it. These Irish were coming off of a... Fresh really Irish. bad. A <laughs> Fresh really, Irish. Yep. They weren't great against Tennessee. And Tennessee's not bad, but that's a game at home they probably should have won. Yeah. And then just the fact that MSU can win a big one on the road, like we saw. Like last year, as we've talked about a few times, they were abysmal on the road. Three and nine. What was the Hartford game last year? Because we got them coming up oh, they, on they, the road. They, they, they won like 74 to 66 in overtime. They yeah. were not overtime? good. It, exactly. Yeah, it, overtime? Exactly. Overtime. We were talking overtime. about it, it yesterday. It was not good. They were absolutely anemic on the road. But, it, 
It, it, it was Dr. Flip the Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Looks Hyatt. like, I mean, if you can go to Notre Dame and get a win, that's one of the toughest places in the country to go get a win. I know Bobby was saying yesterday that he had to watch Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for his film <laughs> class. That was the same. It was the same thing with Michigan State last year. 15-1 at home, 3-9 and nine on the road. It, very Different rarely teams. do you see that much of a split. Yes, obviously you're going to play better at home than you do on the road, but holy Moses, it was painful <laughs> at times last year. Just painful. But... We've talked about Nia Cloud, and we talked, I don't think we've necessarily given enough attention to what McCutcheon does as a defender. She absolutely made mm-hmm. Notre Dame miserable. Miserable! And that's why their point guard actually had six turnovers in that game plus. And McCutche- Merchant said in her post-game conference that she'd rather have McCutcheon guarding any player than an open shot. Right. So that's the trust factor that she has in McCutcheon. And just a note on that, Gilbert had eight turnovers. I said even six plus. right, but even even better, just an even better, yeah, even better testament to what McCutcheon was doing out there. Because yeah, some of the stuff doesn't show up in the box score, but she stays in front of her defender. She rarely fouls while defending. She just she has it down. You know, being a senior, you'd expect it, but I mean. She has it down. She's a D-A-W-G on defense. A dog. <laughs> well, and, and she was also making, uh, making Marta, Marta Sneezek's life miserable. Right. She was on their point guard every time, and that's what she has to be. And she's a transfer from Stanford. You exactly, think? exactly, exactly. But she's the best on-ball defender this team has, flat out. She was great last year. She averaged three steals a game in Big Ten play, which is quite a lot. She made... She made, she's made a living here of making other point guards miserable. Absolutely miserable. So with that being said, who's going to step up other than those two? Because it seems like to me it's been a rotating door. Some right. games Cook Cook look good like she did against Oakland, which we'll touch on in just a little bit. Some games it's Park. Some t- sometimes it's Winston. But if Kali's not going to be a factor, we'll also talk about that. Who, who do you guys think is going to be the third best option this team has to go to in crunch time? I think, personally, it could either be Nia Hawley or Maura Joyner. I think those are two players that have been solid so far in the entire season. Joyner has stepped up with Shay Colley missing. We'll talk about that later. And I also think Nia Hawley, one of the games she played with four of the freshmen, she's proven that she's a leader on this team. She's a senior also. I think that in the upcoming games, Hawley could see more minutes. And also Joyner, if Shay Colley comes back, still could provide off the bench. So they could those are two players that I'm watching out for personally. Right. And just on a note for Nia Holly, like you can tell like everyone is like drawn to her. She has like that leadership quality, that personality of being a like a good leader. And being a senior, yeah, I mean, they do look up to her, but it's one thing to be a senior and be looked up to for leadership than to have like the qualities of a leader and be a senior. You know, yeah, she of has course. she has both, which yeah. is which is awesome. Um, as far as Shay Colley goes, I like your two picks, but I'm going to throw in also Julia Ayralt. I oh, think she... The X Factor. Right. I, like I said, she is also a very, very good defender. She has... She's, like I said, she's a free safety out there, especially when she's running that press. And, for, like, she can hit the outside shot. She can put it on the floor. She can defend. You know, she's a well-balanced player. And she's only a freshman right now, so... If she gets more experience now with Shea Colley out, I think she'll be even more of a force down the road, which she will be really good down the road, I think, too. Her rebounding is outstanding. Mm-hmm. She's so savvy. She the offensive so savvy. rebounding is amazing. She'll just hang out in front of the post, grab that rebound. She doesn't care who's in front of her. It's exactly. a seven-footer. doesn't matter. Julia mm-hmm. Ayrault will jump as high as you want. And she blocks a lot of shots, too. How many mm-hmm. shots did she have blocked against Oakland? Like three or four? Looked like looked really? like a small forward version of Dikembe Mutombo, <laughs> but I'm gonna go a little different here, and I'm gonna go with Osman. And I will Osman. I will say this, okay? She can shoot the lights out of the ball when she wants to. That corner shot is money. She is a pretty stroke, okay? She's money from the free throw line. We saw that against Notre Dame. She had two huge free throws that really put this team ahead of the eight ball, especially as that game was going down, and they needed every single point that they could. But she missed all of last year. But she's mm-hmm. been given an opportunity to start in, in that fourth spot. And I was surprised when Merchant trotted out that starting lineup against 
Fair State in the exhibition game. I thought it was going to be Holly at the four. I really did. But it was Osmet. I really can't say anything negative about her so far. She knows what she's doing. She's a good communicator on both sides of the ball. And she, along with Cloudon, along with Winston, along with Joyner, and along with Parks, is going to be a building block for this program going forward because she is only a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And she arguably is probably maybe the third best shooter, I would say, they have out on the floor at any given time. I think she's proven herself a little <laughs> bit more than Joyner has right now from beyond the arc, and we know that Gaines doesn't have much of a mid-range game to speak of. Right. Not, 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 not saying she can't. But not as of right negative, now, not, yeah, not see, shooting her in the foot or criticizing right. her or it's, anything. It's, it's just, just true. It's just a fact. Yeah, you know. But well, Stearns, what do you think about when like Eliza Winston or Taryn McCutcheon when they get tunnel vision and then Osmond is in the corner screaming for the ball and then she'll get frustrated and then she won't shoot as well. That's something that's going to come with time. But I'm I'm happy mm-hmm. that she wants the ball. I I I'm happy <laughs> that she's not standing in the corner just. Like, she expects to get the ball. You see all the time, if I'm running a screen, I might throw it to my center, and my center has no idea what I'm doing, and the ball goes right through their hands. Mm. You see that all the time. You always have to expect the ball. You always have to expect all the time that you're going to get the rock thrown at you. But McCutcheon, I don't see as much of being tunnel vision. I just think she shoulders more because she's earned that. Um, She does struggle sometimes from beyond the arc. She wasn't particularly impressive against Notre Dame. I think she shot 25-30%. But she went much better in the next game. She was against Oakland. And we'll we'll touch on that in a little bit. But the thing with Winston, and like I said, I thought this was going to hamper her a little bit in receiving significant playing time against quality opponents. It did against Notre Dame. Because she had a couple fouls whistled against her, but nothing to the extent that Parks did. She just had oh. a couple of ill-advised yeah. turnovers. She yeah. just she wants to go a million miles an hour. She Merchant talked about the hand-checking that she's got to get over. And until she right. does, McCutcheon and Kali can play on the ball, guys. They're the ones that bring that bring up that bring up the ball mm-hmm. and bring up the offensive possession and offensive set for this team. So until Winston can prove that she can be more consistent because she's proven she has got given ability that I would only dream oh, of. Yeah. That's not a matter of discussion. I mean, you're an idiot if you think anything differently, flat out. But it's the maturation process, and it's the process of I don't have to do everything myself. If shots aren't falling, I can't just, me just driving and try. you're not good enough to go between four people and take on four at once. Not at this level. No. Mm-mm. You could have done it in high school, you can't do it now. I think right. she's still in high school mo- mode and like thinks that she can just go through defenders. Because mm-hmm. she was basically, when I watched the video of her highlights from Muskegee, and she seemed like she was the leader of that team. Cold-blooded. Yeah, I think she like, averaged, like, what, 28 points a game? Around there, like, yeah, yeah. But, like, she needs to understand at this collegiate level, that's not going to work. You can't that out- that comes with time. Well, She'll we've talked time. about it. You can't, you can't out-athlete people at this level. I mean, you right. can if it's... If that's, like, mercy, the rare if it's, well, exception. If it's, true, yeah. if it's non-conference, but once you get into conference play, you can't, because everybody's a four-star. Exactly. And everybody was the best player on their team, and it's the ones who can understand the fact I have teammates around me that I need to get better. I don't see Taryn really forcing up a lot of bad shots. A lot of times it just doesn't go in. The rotation mm-hmm. looks good. Everything looks good. And it's it's from a good range. And if you're Merchant, she's earned the right. You you have to encourage her to keep taking her shots. Mm-hmm. She has to because you're Cloud can't carry you guys. And at this point, anything we get from Kali's an extra. So right. it, it, this is Kali and Taryn's team, flat out. And... Or uh, Cloudon and Terrence team, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, I was right? about to say. I, I, it, 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 it always tripped like, me up last year. I was like, away in Canada. You like, want to give her the happened? team? Yeah. It, it always <laughs> tripped me up. It was Cloudon and Collie last year that gave me fits. And I thank you to the Oakland roster for making my life a living <laughs> you-know-what because they had Brianna Breedy and Brianna Beatty. Those Why? two... It was so hard to say. It's oh, so man. hard. It, it was, it, it, I'm, it, they sound like twins, but Brianna Breedy and Brianna Beatty. It was just a pain in the No blood. relation. It was <laughs> Let the record terrible. reflect. No relation. <laughs> Let the record reflect. It was terrible. Well, that even on our team, like we had Nia Cloudon, Nia Holly, and Shay Collie. So it's like sometimes, like the first game I did, I'd get so tripped up. I was like, uh, I'm like, it's either Nia, A Nia, or Kali out there. <laughs> it's a Nia. I don't know which one, but it's a yeah. Nia. Like, what? 
All right, with that being said, I think we've kind of exhausted the Notre Dame recap. Really gutsy performance against a really good Notre Dame team that's young, but they're going to be really, really good. They got a lot of really young pieces that are really, really talented. Michigan State comes back, has a really mad performance, a C, C-plus performance against Oakland, wins 76-56. Not especially impressive, at least in my opinion. They shot 40% of the field. But boy, did they miss a lot of open layups. Oh my God. It was just, and it, it wasn't missing as in, like, I'm at the rim, but I have to go through someone. It's, I have the ball, I'm, it's just me in the rim, me in the net, and I miss. <laughs> and it was, oh, it was Parks especially. She missed a lot. It was miss, rebound, miss, rebound, miss, rebound, miss, rebound. Over and over and over. And those are the growing pains and the learning pains that this team has to clamp down on. I'm going to say, I know we haven't seen that from Parks earlier this year. Like I said, from what I've seen, because unfortunately I wasn't able to go to the Oakland game, but from what I've seen from Parks, she's been outstanding. So, yeah, I guess, I don't know. What what do you think attributed to that? Just an off game? or Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, basketball is such a weird sport. It's always hard to chalk up, oh, why do they shoot 3 of 10? Why? Because it's a game of averages. It's right. like baseball. You could do everything right. You're going to practice. All about the numbers. Eight, you could practice 80 free throws, make make 80, and then shoot <laughs> three out of 10. So mm. I, I don't know. I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know if it was maybe. Maybe that this is what this team needed, though, because Notre Dame was an impressive win, and I don't want to take anything away from it. But by the same token, there's a lot more coming down the pipe. And if this team thought that, there, that they were – where they needed to be, they are sorely mm-hmm. mistaken. And the fact that Oakland got out to a eight to nine point lead, and the fact that this team was having their hands full and really only was able to stretch that lead no double digits until the late part of the third was a little bit concerning. I'm not gonna lie. I was they, surprised by what happened in like the first quarter. I was sitting almost courtside and I didn't understand. Like it looks like they were being like They at, were sleepwalking. They were literally sleepwalking. it was crazy and they Oakland pushed the ball, they took advantage, and it was very surprising overall just to see how slow Michigan State got out. Yeah, that's dangerous to do against Oakland team on the men's or women's side because Oakland always plays us, you know, no matter which side, like men's or women's. They they come in here a lot of times with a chip on their shoulder just because, you know, Michigan State being Michigan State and they weren't recruited by Michigan State. They try to make a statement. They were putrid last year, though. That's oh, really? what was concerning to me. They were six and twenty-four last year. Oof. That was one of Michigan State's road wins last year. Hey. They went down to one, hey. of the, one of the only so we've road got wins at Oakland. Oakland and... I think they beat U of M too. That was a good one. Wow. They won like seventy-seven to seventy-three. But they took Oakland's lunch money on the road last year. It was like one hundred two to fifty-eight, fifty-seven, Jesus. something like that. They just thrashed them up one way and down the other. But I got to give a shout out to Jalisha Terry because holy Moses. She is talented. She is a, she is a Big Ten talent. She shredded the Michigan State defense. Kayla Lukenbach, they're five, 17 points, 10 rebounds. And that, 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 was a little, that was a little disappointing to see. You have more size. Yeah. Yes, you're out Coco Gaines. But Bellis and Parks, you're better than she is. You're supposed to be better than she is. And Parks miss, misses open layup after open layup. And it took Bellis an entire half to wake up. She wasn't in on the first half. She had a couple dumb fouls, and I don't know. 30 seconds, you have two turnovers, and that's just, like, not acceptable and not something Merchant School looks like. And it's it's a missed opportunity because, yes, you woke up in the second half, but Gaines is out. This is your – you got the starting nod being the more experienced player. This is your chance from a playing time aspect to really take – to really put a stamp on the second string center five spot to get 10, 15 minutes a game. Really raise that player efficiency rating. And after that game, after the Oakland game, to me, Parks and Bellis are still like neck and neck. I can't tell you which one I would play more. I think you have to play them both until they one of them really starts to separate each other because right now there really is a lot of muck in the water in this rotation. It's hard to know who's going to play on any given night. I mean, once Gaines comes back, you obviously have to – figure in a roll and then you have to balance that with winston if collie comes back in the next week or two you move joiner to the bench so that adds another wrinkle into things and it's it's hard at this point because with michigan state men's basketball you kind of know what you're going to get at this point you really right. do you know you're going to get the starting five and you're going to get a little bit of foster you're going to get 
maybe a little bit of Julius Marble, Malik Hall, and that's pretty much yep. it. A lot of rebounds and a lot of turnovers, but <laughs> with this team, if it, let's just say for the purpose of discussion, Collie starts against Hartford. Probably won't, but we'll see. It, then you have Joyner on the bench now. You have Winston. You have A. Rolf, and now I mean A. Rolf's behind two people. And I'm mm-hmm. almost at the point now. I think Winston's really, really talented, but I think right now Arolt's picking up the game a little bit quicker because is Arolt as explosive as Winston? No, but it's the fundamental stuff that she's mm-hmm. so much better with. She has the overall better the overall composition, the getting back, the three shot blocks, the phenomenal rebounding, just knowing exactly what she has to do, and she doesn't force anything. If it comes to her, it comes to her. If it doesn't, it doesn't. She doesn't force anything. <laughs> right. Winston sometimes forces things, and you put your head down, and you're like, you know, you got teammates, you had people open, you don't have to go 98 miles an hour. That's something Aroltz learned. And she's very consistent. She knows exactly what she has to do, and she's just so savvy. Mm-hmm. She's she's what Kithier is to the men's basketball team. <laughs> not, I like that comparison. I like, like that. Well, she's not the most flashy player. She's not, you know, the biggest flash in the paint. But she she's plays the she, game right. Right. Exactly. She don't she, come in and give 100%, that's for sure. She gets, the, she gets the loose rebounds. It's the intangibles of the game that don't show up in the box score that she's exceptional with. And looking ahead, it, I don't want to really take much away from this game because I... It was a mad performance. I, I think we've kind of, you know, we're hashing it out. It was that was the story of the game. Miss layups, just a, I mean, I saw Bellis was five for five though. Yeah, yeah, but, but that wasn't until the second half. Really, she in the first half she didn't have that much minutes and like would she got have take, two personal. Fouls? I was saying, I, personal like fouls, I said, I wasn't there, so I, I no, no, you know, no, I'm just totally asking. understandable. <laughs> yeah. But um, the box score Be- is a little deceiving. Yeah, yeah. Bellis is not. It, she played well in the second half. She had a great mm-hmm. and one. She had a couple of putback play-ins. But in the first half, Merchant sat her yeah, she had, a what, two decent amount fouls. of time, I would say. Two, you get two personal fouls in the first minute and a half. That's great. That, yeah, that'll luck. kill yeah, you. <laughs> I just, yeah, but I was surprised that Cook didn't start because she seems like she's more ready than Bellis. Even though... She's a little bit smaller, though. She's more of a prototypical 3-4 mm-hmm. than she is a 5. Right. I mean... And we've seen Holly, you know, who I was surprised wasn't at the five. She struggles sometimes in the rebounding category when they put her at the five. But we got to talk about Marjorie Cook for a second. We would be completely idiotic if we didn't compliment her performance. 14 points, four rebounds, six of 10 from the floor in 16 minutes. She was sensational. Wow, Amazing. 60%, eh? And she drove. That was, she created her own shot. She'd take the ball at the top of the key and like a runaway freight train, get right to the net and finish. She was the only player other than Cloudin who consistently finished this entire McCutcheon, game. McCutcheon played well. She did. McCutcheon there, played well. You got to give it to her. And she's five of 15 though. I mean, it, it, she was, uh, she was good from three, but there are other shots that weren't going in. And yes, the rotation looked good and she can't control it. But at the end of the day, the ball didn't go down quite as much for her. And this is a... This, three straight three-pointers in the middle. She did. Th- those were huge. I will give you that. But it was the stretches in between where it was a little lackadaisical. N- not lackadaisical, but just the shot because the just rotation lit down the good. bucket. Every time she shoots, it looks like it's going in. It really does. <sighs> but I just... Cook is such an X factor for this team. It's such an X factor. And that's another rotation piece. I want to play A-Ralt. I want to play Joyner. I want to play... Parks. But very rarely do basketball teams, if this isn't the NBA, aren't going to go 11 deep. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. And if like if Kali comes back, we all know she's going to start. Right. If she can, Merchant's not going to bench her. I mean, we, we all know. We've seen this script play out. That's Merchant's kid. Yeah. And her favorite. Exactly. So that, that moves Joyner to the bench. She's not going to lose playing time, but she ain't going to start. So like I said, you have her, you have Winston. You have Cook in the front court, or you have Holly. I mean, you have A-Rolt who can go two through four. It's hard to figure out who exactly for this team you're going to bring off the bench at any given moment. But Cook is an X factor for this team because unlike a lot of the people she's competing with, she played a fair amount last year. And there were times when she looked good, and there were times when she looked lost. So if she's able to take that next step, she will insert herself into this rotation because she made the most out of that she opportunity. She deserves minutes. Mm-hmm. She earned the opportunity to play more next game. 
if you're taking this from a one game at a time perspective, she earned the right to play against Hartford. And they are going to need her every game because there are going to be times when Cloud's in foul trouble. What are you going to do when Cloud and Taryn are in foul trouble, guys? Somebody's right. gonna, somebody else is going to have to carry the load right Yeah, because so far the narrative of the season has been Cloud and plus who, you know? Like, who else is going to step up? Like, Cloud, she's been sensational all year. She hasn't really had. She came a, into that game averaging nineteen a game. Exactly, I mean, that's like, insane. It's that's just been the narrative. If Cloudin goes down, yeah, who's going to step up? And Cloudin just got named to the NCA starting five. I, I saw that. That really? was impressive. That is crazy. That she, she's she, being put up in that level. That that upper echelon of NCAA yeah. talent. She's going to be really good for a really long time. Yeah. Well, you could just tell, like, even the way just she moves when she like with the ball. Like, there's no wasted movement. It's always. Like, if she moves one way, you know, fake another way. If she she could move one way and then just beat him with speed. Like, she has no wasted movement when she has the ball. And it's been a pleasure to watch so far. I mean, she's good. She's real good. Well, with that, Nia Cloud is good at basketball. Let's move on to someone <laughs> else who is good at basketball. But we haven't seen a lot of Shay Holly. Oh, and here guys, we go. I, I'm going to open here this one go. up to this the Here we go. This is going to get heated. I already know. I... The, the, I that's the great thing about FCC regulations and about podcasting is I'm allowed to sit behind her microphone and say stuff I would never say to someone in person. What mm-hmm. in the world is going on with Shay Cotley? Because after, I don't want to put words in Merchant's mouth, and I'm just going to say this was my interpretation. So I'm not trying to twist her words, but in my interpretation and what I read into, she was downright mad after that. Because I asked her, I said, Coach, what is the plan for Shea moving forward. Is she going to play against Hartford? And her response was, I don't know. And she was back on campus on Tuesday. And if you don't know five days later, that's a little bit of a an interesting scenario. And she went up to Canada and didn't play at all. She was sat, just watching. Sat, sat, sat on the bench. She was posting on Instagram. She was posting on Snapchat. And I don't know if that was because of injury or if that wasn't because of injury. But... On the surface, it looks a little suspicious because she was healthy enough to travel with them and practice with them, but she wasn't healthy enough to suit up. You know what I mean? No. If you're so it's not beat adding up, up, it's really not. It's like, just not. If I don't, if I have a bad ankle and I'm not going to play, I don't know why I go up there. I, I don't right. understand the point. It, it could just be like for I don't know team camaraderie because like for like if if i was in her position i would be fi- like you know either you know travel with your university or travel with you know your country which both of them that is a very very hard decision to make so with that being said you know if i was in that position that's that's a really tough choice to make you know really tough choice and we just have some microphone issues, so I'm just going to give my thoughts on Hartford coming up in this short little intermission. Um, their coach is Morgan Valley, and she has been in the game for a while. All right, Bobby, that's enough. Let cool. Me, let, let, let me, <laughs> Bobby's let, like, I need to, I need let, to stop. Let, let me resume. Well, the good thing is, Charlotte, everybody, I can hear you, so we're, we're, we're good. Yeah, we're I good. can hear you. So... Okay. At the end, at the end of the day, I just—it's not fair to speculate what what necessarily her commitment is to this team. I just—I think on the on the surface it looks suspicious. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan. Yes, you have a chance to play for your country, but what about your sisters here? What about like if you were going, okay, and you were playing 35 minutes a game with your with a chance to really show off for international That'd scouts. That'd be one thing. That's yeah. one thing. You're not showing anything by sitting on the bench twiddling your thumbs. Sit on the bench and twiddle. They could have used you on the bench at Notre Dame. They could have right. used you for support. They could have used you because they look over and they see you there with them. But instead, I would rather her be sitting on the bench with them at Notre Dame than her sitting on the bench in Ottawa. I don't know right. where in Canada it was, <laughs> but this gets me Ontario? a ticked off. This really, really does. Okay. Because I, I don't know what the, where's the transparency? What's going on with you? Right. Like, we heard that there was no structural. We're going on two, three weeks since the ankle sprain. I thought she was fine. S- Susie said she was at shoot-around, which I take it to mean she shot the ball right. and she practiced. So. I don't, I, I just, I don't understand the whole situation because I understand, like, 
represent your country is a huge thing. Like, take advantage of that. But Patriotism. Like, this oh, is Canada, <laughs> This is like your senior season. Me. This is your senior campaign to show off. Like, this is your. You want to take your last advantage. Campaign you're, too. You're, yeah, like the your last hurrah. year, you yeah, want to block stops here. And like, if I was like other seniors, I know I'd be a little upset about her leaving because this is they need her. Well, She's man, a great scorer. And if you're a joiner, how do you feel if she comes back and she gets and you get benched and you get for a player out? that hasn't even been Exa here? Like, and I understand, but like, in, in in if I'm a if I'm a player, okay, and I'm gonna take this back to my horrible high school football days where I stunk. <laughs> um. If I'm giving everything that I have, okay, and I'm showing up to work every day and I'm doing everything in my ability, and then someone just waltzes in that's given a fifth of the effort that I have and takes my spot, I'm going to be mad. That's a mm -hmm. great way to get your locker room a little ticked off. That really is. Yeah. And you, you, I mean, you don't want to stir the pot and you don't want to do this, that, and the other, but just because you were elite last year and you were one of the best players, if not the best player on this team, doesn't give you a free excuse to just show up when it's convenient for you. It doesn't. It doesn't give you an excuse to sit there and say, oh, yeah, I'll play when it suits my schedule. Guess what? We work for the station. I don't get to come in <laughs> here and say, oh, yeah, I'll I'll go to women's basketball games when it suits my schedule. I do it because it's important to me, and it's a commitment to me. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I, I don't know where, is going off on where, this. Where, where is the commitment? Where, what is going on? They need. They have LSU coming up. They have West mm -hmm. Virginia. They have Syracuse. Syracuse. They Florida need State. you. Yeah, big. They, they need you to get in the starting lineup to establish some mother love and rhythm. Okay, <laughs> and we, I can we beat Florida State away without her? I don't think so. I don't know because you never know. You really never know. You never know. But living and dying with one player is such a dangerous president. Mm -hmm. And we have good depth, but you know what you're gonna get from Taryn. And you know what you're going to get from Nia. Other than that, you're going to get solid play. I hope Gaines is okay. We have got to have her back mm -hmm. for LSU. That was... They said it was just like an like she fell on someone's leg or something. She's probably like a little bit of a twisted ankle. Not, yeah. Nothing severe. And, of course, I wouldn't have her play against Hartford. Don't see the need to. So, I just want to get this out there, though, while we're still on Shake Collie. This is a question. So, if would it be more... Like, because Joyner's a freshman... Kylie's a senior, and mm -hmm. everyone else coming off that bench is still, like, pretty young. Like, Cooks is a sophomore. You know, A-Ralt's a freshman. If they were a – say they were a few years older, like, they were juniors or they were also seniors, and then Shea Kylie came back, do you think that they would still be sad if they were older or as old as her? I, I don't – That's a tough I, one. Because I don't know tough. if it's it, – It's a speculation thing, but by the same token, I think it – comes down to effort mm -hmm. being a junior or a senior doesn't give you a fr just like i if i worked here for 20 years i can't say oh i'm gonna take a year off they're gonna <laughs> say yeah have a great have a great night go somewhere else go live in your mom's basement okay I <laughs> see mean, you never <laughs> working, goodbye working hard for a certain period of time doesn't give you an excuse it's not this isn't oh i work hard for three months i get a three-month break this isn't how this mm -hmm. works you are going when you sign up here you are signing up for a four-year commitment Okay, this is women's basketball. People don't leave early to go pro. They don't. This isn't the this it's isn't not the culture. Th th this isn't you know one and done James Wiseman sort of thing. <laughs> Zion Williamson. All right. So you know coming in here, you have to make a four year commitment. This isn't oh I was good for three years, so the fourth year I'm gonna show up when it's relevant for me. That's not mm -hmm. how this works. You sign up for a four year contract. You bloody well better better <laughs> honor and i was about to say something that was i was about to say i saw you hold back yeah, you yeah. Stopped, like, i was like, mm, just I'm, like I'm like uh oh i'm like what's gonna happen bobby to answer your question if they were older i would say they would still be as upset or sad because they're putting in the effort as you right. guys were talking about but also i don't really understand how merchant and her coaching staff are handling this it seems like they're kind of a little bit, in my opinion, giving her a little bit of a free pass. Yeah, which, as it Stern seems... said... Oh, go ahead. No, no, keep no, going. No, no, you, you had your thought. Go Someone ahead. Someone say something. <laughs> yell no, I'm just saying that a free pass in this situation is just not the right thing to do because you need her for these upcoming road games that are huge. going to be for, play, uh, for rankings and anything, like team play, anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I just think... I feel like the coaching staff and Michigan State Athletics needs to be a little harder on Kali and 
She needs to understand the implications of what she's doing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if, if there's one thing I've learned, though, you know, in the limited time that I've been in this business, what a coach says often is not what's really going on. So I'm not going to say that... Mer because I really do like Merchant. I really I do like it. Merchant also. I, I, I like She's Merchant. She's been great. And she has not given me a reason to question her on anything. And I'm not going to mm -hmm. start now. I just think from what Merchant has been saying and when the players are asked about her, they kind of give a wishy-washy answer. Well, that, that's what you're going to get maybe, from Well, maybe no, the players I, don't I know either. I get that. I but... wouldn't be shocked if the players don't know either. I mean, like, she, what's going she's on not with gonna, her. She's not going to go up there and say, oh, yeah, no, we're really mad at Shay. Um, no. Yeah. Oh, we oh, got oh, into a screaming match starts. five minutes ago. Obviously <laughs> not. Obviously not. But I just think that from seeing Shay Colley's Instagram posts, Snapchats, whatever, she's just not it doesn't seem like she wants to be like she's trying yes she's trying to make it to the WNBA yes she's trying to play for a national team but it seems like she's kind of floating away i would say in a sense that she's just yeah she'll be with Michigan State maybe in later in Big 10 play yeah but now right now she just seems more committed to Canada well and you know what we will see Hartford's going to be revealing Hartford really is. LSU yeah. is going to be revealing, even though oh, yeah. we couldn't convince the station to scrape up enough money to send us down to the Bahamas to cover this team. So if that would have been sick. I mean, we'll go to the Big Ten tournament. We'll go to the NCAA tournament. That's partially why Ooh. I want this team to do so good and I get so frustrated about this stuff is because I want a free vacation. <laughs> is that is that all that it is to you, Stearns? I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> the basketball beat takes on the Bahamas. Yeah, baby. Looking ahead Pack to your swimsuit. So th this is going to be the last game that we're really going to be able to do until January. Because as <laughs> for those <laughs> of you listen listening out there, they go to LSU on the 29th. And then they play the winner of Memphis, Kansas State. And then they go to Florida State. Then they come, the, their next home game after that Florida State game, it's a 10-day hiatus. They come back and play Moorhead State on the 15th. But meanwhile, while that's going on, I'll be in the middle of a cruise in the middle of the Caribbean Sea. And I will be in Florida. So... And I will be at Freezing you. <laughs> freezing you took us off. You know, <laughs> freezing us took us off. But there, there, there's, you know, obviously going to be some spotty coverage with... We kind of go with the, with the school calendar since we are a student radio station. Mm -hmm. So when there's classes and when everything's been in a regular rhythm like it has been... Which I never understood. Like, we always get, like, three off days, like, the first two weeks of class, and then we go on this, like, ten-week death stretch. Pretty yes. much. So, what we really don't come back until January 12th versus Wisconsin, which, I mean, mm. in looking at the schedule, it kind of stinks. I wanted to go to Michigan this year. I really did. Well, I think that's the day before that's we get the back. Fifth, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, are you not going to be here? I like No, I, I, I fly in, like, that day. Oh. I, I, I'm going to be running around between... I'll say, the I cruise in North Carolina, I'm going to be running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Like the, I said, I'll see what I can do, see if I can maybe go to that one, me well, and Luke, or well, maybe I mean, if Joe's not doing anything. We, we, I mean, we'll be we'll probably be able to get uh, a couple people right. out there. I just, I, I would rather have it been later on down the line like it was last year, mm -hmm. because it would have been easier to assemble everybody and, you know, kind of touch base, because when everybody's in, you know, the four corners of the country, it's kind of hard to yeah. know where everybody is at this point, but... You've got February 23rd. They come here. Michigan does. That'll be they, here they before do. you they know do. it. They do. <laughs> they do. And I'm, look, I mean, we obviously aren't going to Rockers. We're not going to Iowa. We're not going to Maryland. Nothing against you, Piscataway. <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, try, try having <laughs> yeah. a, it's just a long try drive. Have, try having a decent athletic program and we'll reconsider. But <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Looking ahead, <laughs> we could maybe go to Northwestern, Purdue, Illinois. We, we'll see how how that shakes out. I think we'll be able to arrange that, but let's just do, I, I originally had Hartford scheduled for 10 minutes, but I don't know how you make 10, 10 minutes out of this. They stink. I mean, wow. <laughs> well, they're all in four. Well, being yeah, blunt, I mean, being blunt. They, they, they're they, all in they four. do have a game tonight against Havid. They're all know. in four. Havid. I've never heard of that. They lost Harvard? to Hofstra. They lost to Hofstra. Okay, okay Hofstra's not that bad. Hofstra's they've really been, bad. Okay, they've been... Last year, I remember, they were ranked for, like, a part of the season. Hof Maybe, like, number 23 or something. But a lot, in college, a lot, of, a lot of changes can be done in a year, as we saw with Notre Dame. You know, you yeah, can lose your starting that's, five. That's, they that's beat fair. Hartford, and then, and then Hofstra goes on the road and loses the Sacred Heart by 26. 
Okay. Oh, my Lord. Hart- Hartford is not good, people. They're in the American East. They're in the same conference as Binghamton and Michigan State made mincemeat out of on the men's side. And it's even harder for them because they're in Connecticut, you know, competing with UConn. UConn. Well, they got, <laughs> looking at the American East standings, though they haven't played a conference game, but they got the second worst record in conference. The only team that's worse than them play is UMass UConn? Lowell. Oh. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I hope not. Oh my god! <laughs> I hope Predictions not. for score? Oh, be like twenty. It'd be like twenty-two to one twelve or something. Oh, it'd that be, would be that. That's like realist. I've seen UConn like just watching the bottom line like the last few years. I've seen them blow out teams like that too, win by like seventy or sixty. It's like that Simpsons it, meme. That's Stop, why they have he's so already many... dead. That's <laughs> what I think of every time something like this happens. Yeah, I'm, I don't know why I'm. UConn just overpowers that American conference. There's not really, other than UCF, there's nothing really in their way, I would say, to winning that conference no, for years no. to come. No, everybody overpowers the the American East. It's the American East. So, <laughs> with that being said, I need to see something, I need to see a little bit more pep in the step of the Spartans than I did against Oakland. Mm-hmm. I, I have to, because Oakland isn't good. You're much better than them. You're much better than UAD Jesuit. And, or UAD And you're UAD much better Mercy. than Hartford. Why did I say UAD Jesuit? <laughs> why did I say that? He's in that? high school mode. Yeah, I am in high school mode. I'm in high school football mode. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I got to give me a reason to feel better about when you guys go down to play LSU. Is LSU ranked? No. But those neutral but solid side team. games, they are a solid team. Those neutral site games... Against quality Power 5 opponents are always really, really, really strange. Really, really strange. LSU's 4-1 and one on the year, and their only loss is to Florida State. So they really haven't given me a reason to write them off. They've taken care of business. They haven't, I mean, they beat Tulane by 5, but they're still 4-1, and one, so they don't have any bad losses. They really don't. So Yeah, but they're playing teams like Little Rock and... S-E-L-A. I like... think that's Southeast Louisiana. But oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, but I mean, other than Notre Dame, we've played teams that are arguably as bad, if not worse, than they are. Hmm. Tulane. Well, to the Green Wave. What's Tulane? <laughs> Conference USA? Yeah. I, I think Tulane's Conference USA. That's better than... They play Rutgers on Sunday. Better than the Horizon League. Woohoo! Or <laughs> the MAC. Um... Man, Nothing I don't wrong know. with a little midweek maxion, you know. Yeah, congratulations to Eastern Michigan and Chris Creighton, by the way. I want Chris Creighton to come here and be our head coach. I love that, man. Looks like Mark D'Antonio is coming back next season. Oh, we will save that for the green and white, I'm sure. Right. On Sunday, I'll, I'll be able to fire up a couple of bullets with that. But now, let's get to the meat of the show. And this is where I really wanted to uh, spend a fair amount of time. We got the real schedules coming up. The... The easy, you know, pancake schedule that you had for the season is really starting to come to an end. Because mm-hmm. after Hartford, you have what I call the stretch of death. The gauntlet. At Florida State, after, at, after that LSU game, you go on the road to Florida State, who's number 12 in the country. You play Moorhead State, which is a freebie. But then... That's the only exactly, cupcake in there. And then you go to Orlando, and you play Syracuse and West Virginia... Is that and, like a tournament? Yeah, that's a tournament mm-hmm. over. It's like oh, the okay. Sunshine something. Sunshine Challenge, baby. Exactly. See, I, I know. I got the first part of it right. Yeah, there you go. But 50%. We'll take that. Houston, Virginia are ranked. And that's a that's two. That's a neutral. Two ranked games against two neutral at a neutral site. Then you go on the on road back after to back Christmas. back days, too. Yes. And then you go on the road and you play Indiana on the road, who's one of the best big teams in the Big Ten. So after this Hartford game, you play LSU. You play the winner of Memphis, Kansas State. And then once you really start with Florida State, you play four ranked teams in five games. And not one of those games is at home. That's laughable. Not one of those games is at home. So you're going to have to do what you did against Notre Dame and arguably mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yeah, and because you're going to have to do that going, three times, three games in a row <laughs> between Syracuse, West Virginia, Indiana. Going to Florida, I mean, going to Florida, and it's right around Christmas, too. You don't know where where, where their heads are and where, mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- that's what I've always felt bad about. It, it, like, if you're a student athlete, you go right from, you know, Syracuse and West Virginia and Orlando, you probably fly back for a couple days, and then you have to go out to Indiana, and you probably arrive there the night before. 
So you, uh, really, you really don't get much. And plus with practice in between, exactly. you know, you probably so get, you know, study. Christmas Eve, Christmas, and then the 26th, they're like, all right, practice. But, That's the commitment you yeah, make. Yeah, but I mean, is. Th- this, this, There's no, a lot of times what you see, especially on the men's side, is, you know, a couple Big Ten games, a couple easy games. I know Michigan State on the men's side's got VT coming up, they got Duke coming up. But then they have Eastern and Western, which is kind of a nice little segue before conference play really starts to go because the Big Ten's done it where you have those two preview games almost, then mm-hmm. you have a couple more mid-major schools, and then you really get in. I mean, for this team after Hartford, it's really it. I mean, you have Moorhead State, but I'm Moorhead State. You have all ranked the rest, opponents. The rest, yeah, the, rest, the rest of the season, you're playing Power 5 teams. You you're ain't playing Eastern. You ain't playing Mercy. You ain't playing Oakland anymore, guys. It's time to... Hustle know, down. It's it's time to... you know, Buckle down, I mean. Exactly. <laughs> put, put the nails in the coffin and let's go. Because if this team... And I, I've told you guys, I've said if they can win half these games, let's say if you were to give me they beat LSU, let's say they beat LSU and they beat Memphis K-State, whoever wins that game, because I think they're better than both those teams, objectively speaking. But they lose to Florida State and they lose to Cuse, but they beat West Virginia and Indiana. Let's just say I'd be thrilled. You think they be beat Morehead State? <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> yes. So you skipped over them, you know? <laughs> Can't forget about them. Exactly, exactly. Still but, a game. But... Give me half, win half of those games, and I'm happy. Exactly. Because with the Q, with the new quadrant system that the NCAA has, Notre Dame's a Q1 win on the road. Florida State, if you win that, that's a Q1, Q1 win. Syracuse is a Q1. West Virginia would be a Q1, and Indiana's a Q1. And then, I mean, looking ahead, you're home against Nebraska after that Indiana game, and you go on the road again to play Michigan. Yeah, so Michigan, that, what, what Q1. Is, what is that? What is that? Five ranked games and seven matchups? Yep. Good Lord yeah. Almighty, that's that's crazy. That's the for all that's my, a test, is what for, I call for it. all my field hockey fans out there. I know nobody listening, but I was also <laughs> the field hockey beat reporter, and it was the same thing when two thirds of the conference is ranked. It's like there's no easy games. Every, mm-hmm. every game is just an absolute bloodbath, and this is why I'm so frustrated with the Kylie situation because there's going to be a game. Do I think Cloud's going to score 20 against Florida State, Syracuse, West Virginia, Indiana, Michigan? No. Flat out, but no. she could. She, okay. I wouldn't say flat I out. I wouldn't though. say flat out that she could I'll not. I'll say she put up 28 she against could. Notre Dame. She could, but she is not going to score 20 against everyone. Not everyone. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay that's, that's fair. fair. Not yeah. every single one, but I could see I thought it. you meant like none of them. I'm like, no, 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 no. I thought you meant all of them, yeah. too. I was what, like, wait, what? No, what, what, I, what I'm saying is that Let's say against, okay, Florida State, Cuse, and West Virginia, she scores 25. Who's going to come through for you against Indiana and U of M? And that's what's frustrating me is because right. I know Kali has that ability. But maybe she, the, okay, when we look at Kali, the only time she's actually going to leave again is in February, right? So she'll definitely be playing in those games, obviously. Yes, not- but how about the rhythm? She needs to get in the rhythm. She needs to learn to mm-hmm. play with the starters. This can't be a warm... LSU can't be a melding game of sorts. Hartford's got to be the melding game. Oakland's got to be agree. the melding game to figure out what you have with your starters because there is a cohesive aspect. It's the same but thing. But all those starters are kind of much older than... There's not... If you take more joiner out of the starting lineup, there's the youngest one is a sophomore. Yeah, but Osmond didn't play a lot last year. Gaines played some with, Gaines played some with Kali, but not not as much. Gaines was more of an off the bench player behind Allen. But it's still yes, you played with them before, and you know their playing style. But it's what two three months. I don't know since you you played as a team against a team yeah. in different colors. It's different between practice. It's the same thing. If if you're a football fan, as a high school football player, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that up. Like ninety eight different times. I gotta get yep. like, fine with I gotta, me. Love gotta, me some high school football. I gotta baby. get Bruce Springsteen's glory days playing up in here one at one of these days. <laughs> but if you're a center, okay, and your center goes down, you don't like it when it's in the middle of the game. You'd rather your center get hurt in practice, so you get four days to get used to it because so much of that is rhythm, the cadence, mm-hmm. the the hard count, all of that. But I. I we need her back. We have to free Shay Collie. That's what I have written on the <laughs> free Shay. Make a poster, Stern. Post it all over campus. Or like free a t- Shea like Collie, a t-shirt. Yes. Free Shay Collie. Some t-shirts going. And you know you should put on the t-shirt one of the Instagram ones that she posted during Canada. Oof. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. I would have to ask. I would have to ask my wonderful two hundred three professor Jeremy Steele. 
who is giving us the hardest <laughs> final project What was that ever. sound, sir? Was, eh. <laughs> we won't get into it. But, <laughs> but it, for me, this team, the thing that was separating them from a five seed and an eight seed last year, or a nine seed, excuse me, was... The road. Exactly. <laughs> was going three and nine. And not even on the road, but a neutral site. You're away from the Breslin. Okay, all your East Lansing cronies are going to be freezing their butts off while you guys are having fun hooping it up in the Caribbean. So Take advantage. You, show but, out. But you have to maintain your focus. Right. You have to, and I trust that this team will, especially with Cloud and especially with Gaines, especially with Osmond and whatever, but I, I don't know. I've, I, I, I feel like I'm starting to beat a dead horse here, but for all you folks out there, I'll, I'm just going to go over the schedule one more time. This November 24th, which I will, which we will be live for. So if you like hearing my beautiful pipes, I will be back <laughs> on. We will be back on the air with uh, Sutton McGee, Charlotte, and Bobby. Yep, yep. We'll be writing, give WDBN Sports and Pick Sports. Three takeaways. A, I like yup. Stearns, you you're doing play by play for that, right? Yes, I Sutton am. on the color. Yes, Sutton is on the color. Yeah, it'll be well, a good listen, folks. Good we listen. Have, we have Hartford this Sunday, Friday the 29th. They go down to LSU. Then. Thursday, December 5th, they play Florida State. They don't have it here on ESPN, but on the official Michigan State website, the 30th, uh, Saturday, November 30th, they would either play Kansas State or Memphis. And then you come home, so you got a little bit of a break between Florida State and Moorhead State. That's a 10-day break. And then you go back down to Orlando again. See, that's kind of annoying. Wouldn't you rather play Florida State and then play Syracuse and West Virginia all in the state? So you go to the state of Florida, yeah. only to fly back to East Lansing, and then two weeks later you fly back to Florida. It's a nice break, I would say. I would just, let's get all the Florida stuff down, like, once. Let's not go to, you know, let's start something and finish it. Practice but in Florida. You have Cuse, you have West Virginia, 20th and 21st of December. Your next game's Saturday, December 28th at Indiana. Then you're home against Nebraska, and then at Michigan. Michigan. So when we get back, we're going to have... I'll be gone. I will be gone. We, we probably I'm going to try to. Luke and Bob, Bobby will go. I trust Bobby to hold down the fort, but I'll, I'll be flying back that day. So I'm going to I'm gonna be, you know, juggling. I'm going to be more hoping that American Airlines doesn't lose my luggage than <laughs> I am with the... Uh, at least you ain't Spirit, so oh you're chilling. Spirit should be registered as a war crime. I wouldn't with Spirit Airlines. I think so, too. The Spirit Airlines experience on my worst enemy. We flew once and never again. <laughs> okay, back to the schedule. Back to the schedule. With, 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 I just... When we come back, we are going to know what this team is. Flat out. Flat oh. out. Because... For the naysayers who say, oh, Notre Dame was young, Notre Dame was experienced, and they shot themselves in the foot, that does bear some merit because Notre Dame, I've never seen a team on an inbounds pass just throw it so far over the head of everybody <laughs> else. They did that like four times. They did it four times, and it's like, what are you guys It reminds doing? me of the meme. You ever seen that uh, full-court shot Jarrett Jack took, and it just went, Pseem! just way into what the was, stands. Was, it was, like, was it Jay Crowder with the Celtics who was like inbound, or was like trying to inbound it, and he threw it into the yeah, net. I mean, I was, yeah that's what that reminds me of and it didn't count but i just i we are gonna have so much to talk about and it's ex because it's hard against eastern I'm mercy and oakland to draw any sort of common ground and believe me I'm, I'm still gonna be paying attention even though i'm gonna be on my cruise i don't know if i'm gonna have much mm -hmm. internet access but when i get back to the states because the better this team does okay if they win all these games they're looking you know, at four, five, Q1, six Q1 wins before conference play even starts, which mm -hmm. would be great because that basically assures they're going to go to the second weekend of the tournament, which means we're going to be going along with them every step of the way. So problem is, guys, our, our podcast is going to be a little bit sparse. I don't think we're doing anything next week because I'm leaving Tuesday night for mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. I think so, I leave Tuesday also. So I, I, I don't think we're really doing much next I'll, week. I'll one-man it on Tuesday. The week <laughs> after. I mean, if you... if so you and talk to myself. I, I just... Because you're the only one that's... I mean, are you, what do you leave it? Wednesday or whatever? Or yeah, I'm I, leaving Wednesday. I'm 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 leaving Tuesday night. I am eek staying at it because I gotta be I gotta be back Friday for the football game. Also, folks, mm -hmm. if you want to listen to me, <laughs> Whatever. call the Michigan hey. State Maryland football game. Birth of the Quick Lane Bowl on the line. Assuming <laughs> we dispatch of Rutgers, me and Ryan Collins will be yo, on. Yo. Me and Ryan Collins will be on the call for that. But I don't think we do anything next week. We come back the week. Oh uh, boy, what is that about? Like fourth, fifth, six. It's Probably. that week of the fifth. That Sunday, we I'll, come back the well, sixth. I, I will I believe. definitely be doing that. But after that, finals week, we'll have to, 
you know, sit down and iron it out with the program directors and all that as to what the tentative plan of attack is. But mm-hmm. we're going to be sparse a little bit, which makes me sad. It just makes me sound, you know, we, we just got going here. Yeah, really. We just, we just got going here, and now we're going to have to turn the page. But with that, folks, we are just about done with the second episode. Calling. Yes, the second episode of season two. And then, can, of, I, get, can I get one last thing yes. in here? I just want to give a shout out to the Brighton Bulldogs playing in the semifinals. Okay. State semis oh, tomorrow. No, okay. You guys walked. First you time since 2006. Okay, guys, guys. to throw that out this, there. This is a Michigan thing. Your New York sense okay, of high school okay, football okay, is okay, huge. Okay, guys, 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 guys. Yes. Just want to say, guys. first time since 06. Okay. Go dogs. go get them. Bobby. Playing Belleville. Bobby. No free advertisement. It's not an advertisement. This is Lansing. It's not. I I take pride in my school. I take huge pride in going here, and I take huge pride in my high school, you know? Belleville beat West Bloomfield. Belleville beat us by 40. Belleville's been smacking team. Belleville is going to run you guys off the field. I want Brighton to win, but Belleville's (laughs) going to run you guys off the field. I want you to avenge what we did and fall short. I'm not getting in here, anyone. We got you, Stearns. Okay. Not getting in here anywhere, folks. So mm-hmm. let them debate about football. See, see, see this is the great thing about podcasting. It's all it's always the post whatever banter. Like Green and White always has the Sparty Awards, and it's the weirdest. Yeah. Like most most. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Obs- not obstructive. Just really just weird most out the there ball. categories. Exactly. That's yeah. What, that was the word. What are I was Sparty Awards? I've never heard of that. In it, my it, it's life. just like a little thing that they that do. They do it, yeah. It, Every week. Yes. It'll it, be like best Tom. Like the last week, I think it was like best Tom Izzo mannerism or something was one of them. Yeah. Or, or was that two weeks ago? Either the, way, it's like they just give it to random experience, stuff. Yes. Yeah. Like so, stuff like that. With that being said, folks, free Shea Kali. Please, Shay, we need you. This university needs you. This school needs you. We all need you. We all need you. So with that, folks, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, in the host chair, I'm Nathan Stearns, joined alongside by Charlotte Steinberg and Bobby Zephyr. Completely blank. I was about to say, I'm for like, second. do you forget me already? Maybe next time Sutton McGee will actually show up. He's what about Winslow? <laughs> he has he has work. W- 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 Winslow's a, w- Winslow's a story for another day, folks. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in until next time, until two weeks from now, I believe. Have a great evening, a great rest of your Friday, and stay tuned.